This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. This is weird animal-like creature that was shot. Wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome everybody to Strange Uncles, episode two, season five. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm hot as fuck. (laughs) But not in a sexy way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just melting over here. Oh, you guys are like 102 or something, right? You're melting over there, but I'm fully torqued over here. Fuck yeah. You're going to need need that tensile strength to scoop up this melty mess. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down, everybody. Out of control. I have a very solid form, so I'll be able to pick it up. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah so uh yeah you and guys are totally torqued <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. uh meanwhile turned out to be a very sexy episode yeah right off the get-go well you know i'm sitting at like 70 so i'm a little you know a little cold over my side sorry for the heat boys but you know yeah it's like 400 degrees over here oh mm. god yeah i saw the fires and everything else well you know like i said i i kind of miss salt lake but then i don't for that reason right there so you know. That's right. Salt Lake's the best still. Yeah. <laughs> living's not for the weak, Shane. I like how you just slide that in there for no apparent reason. <laughs> anyway, you're welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, episode two. Um, we have so a couple of little tidbit news items. We mentioned them before, but want to mention them again just so we can kind of – this is mainly for our Patreon listeners. Uh, if you're not a patron, you can become a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash strangeuncles. Uh, we got tiers for everything. But yeah. If you're um, not a Patreon, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah, I don't life? know what you're doing with you. I don't know where you're at, really. You know, I'm just disappointed, really. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, yeah I'm, I'm not even mad. We're all pointing at just, you now. Just disappointed. You <laughs> so uh kind of exciting kind of exciting news we talked a little bit off air but um we've got the bigfoot or i've got the bigfoot festival coming up in Madeline falls about two hours away from spokane it's their first one tiny little town like 200 people but uh if the listeners remember we actually had bigfoot researchers on there was last year was it 2020 it wasn't 2021 right it was 2020 i think it's been a uh, bit. I don't know. But we oh, oh God, man. So I thought it so was like people. at the beginning of the year, but who knows? Yeah, my it was swimming. in the winter. It could be either or. Eh, let's say either or. So yeah, anyway, so we we should have had our research team pull up our notes on when they our our, my, in, our intern <laughs> uh, fired <laughs> and cannibalized. Have. Yeah, exactly. But if Just you guys we remember, research team. Yeah, we had uh, we had Darcy Weir, David Ellis, and Shane Corson on. Um, Bigfoot researchers, Darcy Ware, of course, is one that did the documentary and uh, great guys, great people to have on. David Ellis had the recording, Shane Corson, again, researcher, uh, just so happened that he is going to be speaking up at this Bigfoot festival and uh, got a hold of him. And so it looks like he might be hopefully coming back on the show. Um, and I'm going to be doing some field recording up there as well. So that'll be for Patreon again. Um, hopefully we'll get some good stuff to you guys, but I, I don't know, boys, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Tiny little Washington town, like five miles from the Canad border. 
you kind of can't go wrong. And hopefully we get abducted by Bigfoots, you know, fingers crossed. Probably lots of sightings and stuff in that area. I think that's why they're having it because they actually had an uptick in a bunch of sightings. So, which is really kind of cool. So looking forward to that, you know, we'll, we'll see. I had to drop a thousand dollars on getting the teardrop resuspension, but other than that, that should be ready to go. It must be nice. Uh, no, it's not. It's no, it's not. It's a lot of money, (laughs) but, but we're going to tow that up there. And so it should be fun. So that's news. Number one, news. Number two, uh, we actually will be together in July first, what second week of July. And we've got a great guest and then hopefully we can record some uh, other content then love to see you guys in person for sure. You know, now that, uh, COVID is lifting kind of, sort of, you know, it'll be a nice little, little, nice little change out. But um, I don't know if you guys have anything else, little tidbits or news or info. Uh, if not, we can roll into the interview because I find it was fantastic. Yeah, let's uh, let's not keep the people waiting. Yeah, um, just just a side note. Uh, that was episode one fifty three on November 29th, ninth, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Perfect. Thank you, intern. Appreciate that. I'm, You're not, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay a little bit of money, but I don't know how much. Thank you, leader. <laughs> anyway, thank um, you, boss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up. Whatever. You may buy one tall boy with the company debit card. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a PBR. What is a strange uncle's what credit card? I, I've never <laughs> used that thing. It's insane. Anyway, um, no, all cool news, good news, and uh, can't wait to see you guys. But with that being said, we have an interview. So this is one that that I lined up and and reached out, heard him on another podcast. Uh, every now and again, you know, of course, you know, we get the, the people on that are, you know, they, they research aliens, they have these, these encounters or they write the books or whatever have you. But this person here is very unique. I thought on, he is more of an experiencer than an abductee and he has taken it more positive than anything. And he's made it work for him and he's minister. So he's worked religion into it and he's found this, this balance of, the experiences that he that he's had with uh, what he does and what he really truly loves and and I don't know guys I found it phenomenal it was a great interview so. yeah I think it's good um, I I like it too because you know he did say that these were terrifying experiences a lot of them and to take these terrifying experiences that he has PTSD from and to really turn it into something positive um, is really admirable and also inspiring and you know like that's impressive you know oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, i think inspiring is probably the key word you know yeah i think a lot of experiencers you know they they have ptsd and they just don't really know how to deal with it and they don't turn that into a, a you know something positive which I imagine is very hard to do. Oh, I, I can't I'm even not yeah. knocking. Yeah. I'm not knocking anybody that, you know, is struggling by any means, but it's, it's uplifting to see somebody go through such terrifying experiences and be able to come out the other end with something positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, I, I'll sit here and safely say uh, there's no way I could, it, it would be really tough. I don't know how, if I could find the door out of my own mind. If, I, if something I like don't that think, happened. I don't know yeah. if I would be able to do that either. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, very few people, well, you know, Travis Walton's a very good example of somebody who, you know, he had a terrifying experience and it, and it shook his world and uh, he's, he's made it a point to talk about it and mm-hmm. tour with it. And very few people have, because it really, the psyche is a terrible thing to taste. So, you know, there's, yeah, that. I think the psyche also public rid- ridicule, you know, ridicule from your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it all 
kind of plays a part into it. I mean, in the interview, we'll we'll hear you know some lady even tried to oust him for yeah, not even his beliefs, just his experiences and him being open with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think John Keel said this. I know uh, the Newkirks and the Hellier crew echoed it also. Like when you're speaking to witnesses of the phenomenon and you're like, Oh, Hey, have you ever seen anything? Everyone's immediately like, no, never. But then you start talking to them for a minute and they start telling you about a weird thing that happened this one time Mm -hmm. that they've never really thought anything of. And, uh, and I think sometimes it can be like that too, where people just like, it's so weird that they just don't ever like think of it as as what it was to avoid uh, the effects of like basically the PTSD that you might get if you didn't chalk it up to like, huh? Yeah. 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 Swamp Compre- gas. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. You know, yeah, that was the craziest swamp gas I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. I flew around Damn. for a while and yeah, no, it's comprehension. Absolutely. It, yeah. I, I believe that a hundred percent. I think people just don't, uh, it's that closed mind and it's not really their fault. They just can't put it into perspective. Well, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, you know? it's, it's 100% a defense. Yeah. It's a wonderful defense mechanism. Thank God. <laughs> hey, I see what hey, you did there. God. Did you see what I did there? I saw Stole? what you did there. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people, you got to car. What the fuck is that word? Compartmentalize? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Is that a real word? That, that is absolutely. the word. Yeah. Probably the exact word you're okay. trying oh, to find. Man. Yeah, okay. Man, I was like, in my head, yeah. I'm like, that. there's no way that's a real word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really you know, is, you, you compartmentalize no, that. You, I, I think you kind of like, have to because you don't. You have to. Yeah. You have to wake up and go to work tomorrow. You have to feed the kids. You got to get them ready for school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to keep living, but then you have just this like, what the fuck moment. Yeah. God, I couldn't. Even so it's it. just like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw that in the back of my brain and uh, let it rattle around without paying attention. Eat yeah, some yeah. cereal and go to work. Yeah, just like I'm not gonna think about this for another few months. Yeah, and then when I do, I'll probably be like, yeah, this one weird thing happened. I don't know, probably nothing. But yeah. it's, it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead. You know, he doesn't realize yeah. you know shit's going on around him. But <laughs> anyway, you know, with that being said, um, yeah, let's yeah, fantastic interview. Uh, and let, you guys are ready. We're gonna roll into it. Oh, I'm I'm very ready. Outstanding. So everybody, this is actually Reverend Carter. Uh, he likes to be called Michael Carter. Um, awesome, awesome time. So enjoy. Reverend Michael S. Carter is an interfaith minister who has an amazing story to tell. Originally from Baltimore, Maryland, Michael moved to New York in 1980, where he lived there for 25 years, working as a professional actor before moving to Asheville with his family. He has a Master's in Divinity from the Union Theological Seminary in New York. And beyond his knowledge in education and religion, Reverend Carter has another side. He has written articles on UFOs and religion for publications like UFO Magazine, Alien Encounters, the MUFON UFO Journal, Contact Form, the Space Newsletter, among others. He has also spoken at numerous UFO conferences and has appeared on sci-fi channels, The Alien Diaries, and frequent times on Ancient Aliens. 
Reverend Carter speaks often about his longtime UFO experiences and tries to help and share with others that have other visitations and experiences. He has worked through the years to understand and make sense of why they visit and how the experiences tie into the universe and religion on an epic scale. Reverend Carter, or Michael as you prefer, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank you for having me on. I was just looking for that production company. Oh, um, no, no worries. Uh, Gary Tarpinian is the CEO, so you can Google him. But yeah, they're starting a new series, a pilot. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Maybe we'll have a, another interview when the book comes out. Or Oh, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, if this happens. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for the yeah. listeners. So we, we were talking a little briefly before about, um, you know, you were approached by, by a production company for uh, hosting it, which I, yeah, God, we, we hope the best for you. I, I mean, I think now's the time. It'd be nice, you know? man, because, you know, I, I, you know, I do a lot of things. I have a small congregation mm-hmm. um, and I'm not getting rich off it. And I'm not trying to, but <laughs> got to put my daughter through college. And, you know, so I do There's a lot always of stuff. bills to pay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would give me some breathing room. Yeah, for but sure. No, I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Um, uh, let me just, okay. Who was it who said, um, it was a Danish philosopher who said, life is lived forward, but it's only understood backwards. It'll come to me. Um, I had my first initial contact, December 28th, 1989. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, coming back from uh, a vacation in Cancun, Mexico, and with my uh, girlfriend at the time, and we wound up going to see the pyramids in Chichen Itza and Tulum. I must preface this, that I was raised in the African-American Baptist tradition, mm-hmm. and I had swallowed that hook, line, and sinker. I, I just, I've never even watched Star Trek, any of that. <laughs> so Southern Baptist and, mainly, that was the, the, the root. That, okay. that was it, yep, man. Yep, you yep. know, washed in the blood, the mm-hmm, whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear, I'm not going to knock that. It just doesn't work for me anymore. Sure. Uh, but that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And my parents still hold on to that faith. And it's a powerful perspective on life. So I respect that. I got back. Now, at the, before this happened, I was reading existential philosophy. I read a lot voraciously. And I was just outside the box. I was reading psychic phenomenon. and uh, So they say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so I went. we went there. We went to see the Mayan ruins and it was interesting. You know, how do these people, how do these people get all this knowledge with astronomy and, you know, mathematics and all that? I mean, who knew? So I flew back to New York and it was really, 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 really cold. And uh, I wanted to kind of gloat. I just came back from 85, 89 degrees. I was (laughs) bronzed and a friend of mine invited me to a party. My girlfriend at the time said, I'm not going anywhere got off the plane, caught a cab from uh, Kennedy. And so I went to Hell's Kitchen to the party. No adult beverages were consumed, lots of deviled eggs, which I love. <laughs> and I went home and people oohed and odd and how was the trip and you look great. And so I, I caught the subway back home. That evening, December 28th, I don't know to this day whether I felt a presence in the room uh, I thought maybe I had to get up to go to the bathroom. Uh, my girlfriend was asleep and either could not or would not wake up. Mm-hmm. And there was a being about four feet tall at the edge of my bed. 
I'll be damned. Huh. You want to listen? I've had a gun pulled on me twice. Mm-hmm. Once by a cop and once by someone I knocked on. The, I was drunk and I was I was like in my 20s. I knocked on the wrong door in the neighborhood I lived sure, in. Sure, sure. And this guy came with a shotgun. <laughs> but I was never, ever as afraid as I was then. There was a being mm-hmm. at the edge of my bed, about four feet tall, uh, wasn't gray, like the brother behind you on the wall, Shane, but, <laughs> you know, didn't have that nose and all that. Yeah, but yeah. the eyes had a pear-shaped head. He was, um, or she, this, this, this person was... Chalk white, hmm. real spindly looking and had on a jumpsuit that looked like Reynolds wrap to me. Hmm. And I looked at him, I'm going to say him, mm-hmm. and he looked at me and I thought my heart was going to come out of my chest. Now, my girlfriend did not wake up. My room was lit up with this bluish white light. And we're talking on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. This wasn't in some rural area with Benny and Barney Hill. This was Upper West Side. And I'm not a macho person, brother. I pulled the covers (laughs) up over my head like I was in the fetal position. I mean, I was terrified. Uh. And I heard this sound like like the wind. And I was like, I was trying, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was terror. Yeah, you were. Scared. And I, yeah, I don't, because someone said, well, did you say something to it? What am I? You yeah, wait, 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 what do you get? What do you yeah. say? Uh, what hey, what's you say? your name? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in, friend. Would you like? To? Yeah, yeah. So it felt like I was outside. Hmm. It's like the temperature changed. Wow. And I was in the Excelsior Hotel. Mm-hmm. My, my ex still lives there. 45 West 81st Street between Columbus Avenue and Central Park West, right across the street from the planetarium. Hmm. And it was like I was freezing. And when I pulled the covers off off of me, nobody was there. It's gone. And you you had no inkling prior. Like that was your first. Brother, I didn't even believe in you. I I remember someone asking me, I forget the context, when Uh I was really young. Did they you ever shocked. did you ever talk to your girlfriend about that after like you said I did, she I did. At, at, well no, no go sorry ahead. go ahead No fortunately uh she was a very deeply spiritual woman she believed it oh. She believed it Um and I've been very fortunate that way because usually and I, I write about it in the book, but usually this phenomena is one person if one person's having the experiences and the other person isn't it's hard to be in relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of divorce and there's a lot of mess. Yeah. But no, she, she walked me through it. And, uh, I was talking, we, we, we're very, very good friends. I was, I speak to her all, almost every day. Oh, cool. Um, and she's still in New York, born and bred, will never leave. Hmm. Um, that was the beginning. Now, when I did the quote, um, by Kierkegaard, He's the Danish philosopher. Soren Kierkegaard? Yeah, yeah, Christian Danish theologian. I'm a philosopher. He said, life is lived forward, but only understood backwards. I was having experiences when I was younger, but they were very different. I would wake up with nosebleeds thinking my ear was bleeding, but I saw these orbs around me all the time. Mm 
They were blue. They were yellow. They were red. And they would just be, and I could see them like 3D, but I thought everybody saw them. I also could see auras. I could see colors around people, but I thought everybody saw that. So it wasn't a big deal, except when I started reading the literature after going to Bud Hopkins when he was alive, he regressed me, Dr. Gene Mundy, who who let me know that I wasn't crazy. Um, Then I started connecting the dots. You know, sometimes experiencers, they have nosebleeds. Well, I had Mm -hmm. the paralysis and, you know, there's there's all these little symptoms that could strange marks on your body, that kind of thing. Right. Um, Missing time, which I I, I don't know. I, I didn't. Someone asked me after that, did you did you I didn't even think to look at. I mean, who knew that? Um, well, especially then, it, it wasn't a. That's what I mean. I, I mean, you know, even the people that experienced it, you know, there's no internet at that point. There's no way to really talk about this thing. Nobody wanted to talk about it anyway. So, no, you know, that's I mean, hard. You know, yeah. I had someone from a church tell me, I believe this happened to you, but mm-hmm. if you want to have a career in, in, in the church, in the Unitarian, you're, you're not going to say a word. She <laughs> said, You must never repeat that story. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that was the beginning. Of and for a year, and, and I still have them mm-hmm. sometimes years in between. But for a year, every full and new moon, and my girlfriend worked, she was she was a nightclub performer, so those times I was there by myself, mm-hmm. and they would come, it was like clockwork, and there would mm-hmm. be the paralysis, and they would not uh speak to me. They would, their mouths wouldn't move. It would be like I had speakers in my head. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, telepathy. Yeah. But they would show me pictures of things that they were doing. Uh, they would show me a picture of a past life that I had oh, wow. uh, as, a, as, a, as a Catholic uh, monk, mm-hmm. um, which kind of connected some dots because I'm very comfortable with religion. Mm-hmm. Always that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew from the time I was a child that I was going to do something as as something religious. Uh, at one time, I wanted to be a therapist, which they're kind of like the new priests, you know? Sure. You know, well, yeah, people go to the therapist now. Especially nowadays. But, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but but so this was happening. And I was I was I was always terrified. But then it started to dawn on me that, yes, to wake up. And I started seeing different species. I mean, different species, different races. Mm-hmm. Go on, you were going to ask me something. Yeah, well, well this bring bring me in because it's like a stream. <laughs> That's a fast. I, I, yeah, I'm just kind of letting it. it it's amazing. It, it's absolutely amazing. When you, I talk- mean, I, but I went to mental health professionals, brother. I thought, oh, I'm sure that I was crazy. I'm sure. Well, especially when you, you know, you discuss as a child, and and you know, from what you know, it's normal. When it got to the point where, wait a minute, this isn't normal. This is something that's unique. I would imagine your first instinct is just to be uh, more terrified more than anything of knowing, you know, uncovering what that looks like when you find out, well, this is an everyday thing. Well, the thing is, is that I could go to bed tonight, Mm -hmm. okay? And let's say I get up to go to the bathroom or I'm sleeping on one side and I turn over. And they're there. Oh. See, that's that's the thing. And and some of them look very bizarre. I mean, if after tonight, 
if I wound up in the middle of the night at your house, mm-hmm. Shane, don't get weird. It's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a human being like you. Sure, sure. That that, that gives you the cardiac arrest kind of feel. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, how'd you get in here? The lot, you know, your mind is trying to make sense mm-hmm. of people walking through yeah. your wall or or stuff like that. But what it taught me, and and I had post traumatic stress. I mean, twenty years. I mean, I still sleep with my light on till the mm-hmm. very last minute. Not as much yeah. till the very last minute right before I go to sleep, as if the light will keep them from coming. Mm-hmm. Now that's a real part of the phenomena. Mm-hmm. Not saying that isn't, but I started to get it that outside of one incident, and we can talk about that, uh, they never really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And when they did hurt me, I told them they did and it stopped. Outside of that, my life changed for the better. My, I, I got deeper spiritually. It was easier for me to, to feel love and to be vulnerable. Now, I did get weird stuff like I, I can get by like on four or five hours sleep mm-hmm. for long periods of time. I can't sustain it, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't need much sleep at night. My hair grows really quick. I cut my hair. I had locks down the middle of my back. I just cut. But, my, you know, my skin and nails grew very quickly. Hmm. And I thought that the best way for me to say it is I felt more intelligent. I felt like now, now we would say you would down something downloaded, but I just felt like this information, but it deepened, it accelerated my spiritual growth. How long? I can tell you. How long? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I did, uh, so you you said after eventually like there were different races of beings that were visiting you. There were, there Do were you different think races, John. those races were, connected to each other or do you think they were visiting you kind of separate from them mm-hmm. knowing they were visiting you? Does that make I, I sense? Like that's a great question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they knew I mean they could have said, man, you had to check out his apartment. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. they they were coming. At first it was let's call them gray, but they weren't gray. They were chalk white. But there's mm-hmm. variations of them. Um some are tall, some are real short. Uh, I've seen them. I, I saw reptilians on two occasions. Now that oh, that'll get your ask. attention. I'm sure I'm that'll sure. get your attention because they all. It's always don't be afraid, and it's like easy. Why? why easy for you to say, right? Yeah, you just walk through my wall, and they yeah. were. And this this guy was ripped, and his his pupils are like a cat's. They mm. go that way, uh, vertical. They were yellow. He had like a snout, a tail. Very like maybe there's a gym on the ship. I don't know. Yeah. But this brother was ripped. When you and, uh, they... and he just he just walked right through my wall, touched me with these claws, and said, "Don't be afraid," and just stared at me and walked out. Hmm. Okay. This is this is what I'm telling you. Yeah. But outside of that, nothing untoward occurred. Uh, uh, I, I can tell you about the healing I had, uh, mm-hmm. and that was. July 4th, uh, 2013 at 9.50 uh, p.m. I had a blood clot that was healed by a guy who looked like you could get on an elevator and not know. It, it was a white brother, very pale white, blonde hair, had a hoodie on. I had a blood clot. 
and I'm very thin. My leg looked like LeBron James, and he put his hand out, and he was right there at my wall, right there, right there in my bedroom. Hmm. And I felt his, I felt his presence, and he held his hand out, and we can get into it. And this orange, I mean, um, apple green light came out, hit me in my stomach. He dissolved like it was some type of Star Trek thing. And my, uh, I looked down at my legs, and my blood clot was gone. Hmm. I called Preston Dennett. I don't know if you know Preston. He's uh, he's no. written several books on UFO healings, and he. I told him about it, and I um I, I didn't read. I read his first book. I'm in his second book. This story I'm telling you, but he was on the West Coast, so you know he was out. This was at 10 minutes to 10, 9.50 here, so mm-hmm. 10 minutes to 7. I had to call somebody, and I called um, the next day. I showed my ex, my second ex, and my daughter, and they were like, my God, your leg is healed. I had to go to the doctor and explain to them, and I'm not tell- I didn't tell them the story I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to explain to them how my leg went from being like LeBron James's leg. I had a blood clot from my ankle to the groin area, no history. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, to, I'm, and I'm assuming you, you, I mean, you went to the doctor prior and Hey, this is what, well, I was going every problem. 10 days because they have to stick you and take your blood. And right. Right. I was right, on yeah. this thing okay. called Coumadin. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, I was injecting myself with something called a Nexaparin. Yeah. <clears throat> a blood thinner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, I, I mean, I was actually <laughs> healed from something. So what he, what the doctors say? The, they were not having it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I didn't tell him this, yeah. but I, I mean, but I just said, you know, the medicine's working. And he said, you know, how, how, how's the med? You were just here 10 days ago. Your leg was, how's it working? Yeah. And we kept going back and forth. And finally I said to him, um, and there was a woman doctor who I had to speak to too, but I told him, I said, aren't you happy for me? We can't explain it. It's a miracle. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I put I'm... him on I put him on the defensive because otherwise, I mean, this interrogation, because you know, these are people of science. You know, if they can't see, hear, touch, taste, or smell it, it's not real. Uh-huh. So I certainly wasn't going to tell him. Sure, sure. Yeah. That well, a blonde Nordic man, you know, appeared in my room. And, yeah. and did that. I mean you know, but if I said Jesus did it, he'd probably believe it. <laughs> John, did you have, did you have a question? Oh well, just I was just kind of piggybacking off of my previous question. I was wondering if they all kind of shared the same message when they're speaking to you telepathically oh, yeah, or nice. healing, like if or if like a certain race kind of had this vibe and this race had this vibe, or if they all kind of shared the same message with you. They didn't, John, because some of them didn't even speak. When the grays came, I, it was always the thing that I'd be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It was always that. Mm-hmm. And but I could, you know, I could open my eyes. I could see. And there would be a picture like at one time I felt I used to feel these electric shocks in my body. like, bzz, 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 bzz. And they would show me a picture of my lungs. I have asthma. Much better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm saying, OK, they're working on my lungs. Um, um, one day they stuck a needle in right here where 
your this part of that hole there, that little indentation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, someone later told me that you can get to the pituitary gland that way. I don't know if it's true, oh, but this was, it was excruciating. And so, and then they were gone. I, I could move again and they were gone. So I was talking to a friend of mine about it, who's a very wise person. And they said, Michael, this is going to sound weird, but you need to talk to them. They're around you, obviously. And and she said, just talk to him. Just say, it's going to seem weird. Don't be self-conscious. Just say, look, we got to, you know, good fences make good neighbors. You know, I mean, we got to, <laughs> you know, this is crazy. You hurt me. Mm-hmm. I did it. I was self-conscious. I did it one night when I was home by myself. Out, out loud. About, just, uh, yeah, just, just talking. Like, look, yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, the next visit which was about two weeks later, uh, was the parallel. Because right before they come, everything gets very still. The air gets still. Like like mm-hmm. if there were noises outside or whatever, all of a sudden you just don't. It's like this heightening. All, the, all that tunes out. Show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they showed me in my mind's eye a, a little needle, a little syringe. And I felt it go into the top of my head. But just like when a good nurse takes your blood, you can hardly feel it. It was like that. Hmm. And I interpreted that as I was listened to. Right. right. Now, somebody, somebody, some, somebody or something heard me. And, and, <clears throat> and, and yeah. so, but what happened after that? Um, my intuition got really heightened. Mm-hmm. You know, I still started, I could see the colors around people uh, really brighter. Um, in the summertime, you know, the darker the skin, um, I can see the skeleton. I can see inside you. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, when I started teaching Reiki, um, this was shortly after this started to happen. And um, I was, you know, I do some anti-racism training and I remember being in Boston and I had a visit in Boston. So they know where to find me. And Interesting. Um, I was going to ask you that. So if, I had, if- I had, I had, and I had a visit, um, right around the time of, uh, the, the towers came down. I was still living in New York hmm. when that had happened. Um, but in Boston, again, no words. Uh, I had the paralysis. I had my own room. And there was like an icon now. Uh, there was a, there was a, 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 a star person mm-hmm. with the big head and stuff, like an icon, like you see on your phone, pointing mm-hmm. like that. And where he was pointing, there was a pair of hands in a prayer position with a lightning bolt Interesting. in between. Interesting. I took that without their permission and I put it on my business card, oh. you know, cause I do. And cause I thought I interpreted that lightning bolt as energy and they were saying like hands on healing. That's how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. prayer, hands on healing. And then I started doing Reiki. Hmm. So it was almost like I was being guided. Right. Because in, when it happened in 1989, 
I was a, I was a wild and crazy guy. I was an actor in New York. I was sexing and drugging and, you know, I was talented and I was doing shows here and there. I had my 15 minutes of fame, but mm-hmm. I was a party guy. Yeah. And so this, after this, this was like cold water in my face. And it wasn't like you need to do this, but something in me got it that there's a little more to life than just getting laid and drinking booze all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny how a lot of yeah, people just don't a realize. Bit. Yeah. Just a sm- smidgen. <laughs> yeah. Just much. a smidgen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, so we want to get in that. We're going to take a quick break, Michael, if you, if you okay. don't mind. And then that's, that's the second half of this um, evolvement, I guess. And where you have come from the experiences you've had and, and where that's led you with the religious aspect, which, which I personally find fascinating. And so if, if you're okay getting into that, we're going to take a quick break and, and we'll, sure. we'll come back. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Stand by, everybody. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we are back with Reverend Carter and or Michael, by the way, and... um, and I, I think – well, first of all, I'll give you the opportunity – we want to give you the opportunity for if there if there's any other story. I, I think the alien, the species fascinates us on what you've seen. Do you find that from what other experiencers – you know, and there's a difference between experiencers and abductees, and, and we know that. But for what they see and they try to describe these species of beings – does that correlate with what you've seen? Yeah. Was there anything off yeah. or different? Or <laughs> No. I, 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 it's, like, it's like if you were in Vietnam, you know, and I don't want to compare it to war, but you, you, you can read about it and you can hear about it, but it's like we have a bond because we've both seen this. Yeah. And the aftermath of it, like I have plenty of friends who served in Southeast Asia. Um, and so they talk, they share stuff with me, but I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never had a shot fired at me in anger. Okay, I haven't had to serve my country overseas. So there's a different experience. It's like the Jimi Hendrix, are you experienced, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, but I think people interpret it different ways. Because it depends on what happened to you. When I was first having my experiences, I, Bud Hopkins, my brother, my late brother, um, we, you know, he, we worked together at a conference in Long Island and he regressed me. But he was in a group that saw this as a threat. Mm. And rightly so, because people were having sperm and ovum taking and, you know, rectal probes. I mean, not a pretty picture. Yeah, they were feeling attacked. Yeah, yeah that doesn't and, sound and, and they were in some ways. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, but I just wanted to be, I was more like John Max camp. And I wanted to say, and I did say, 
what you what you did is very valid. What you happen is valid. It's like it's like if if, if a man of color takes your wife pocketbook or your and runs, you can't say all men of color do that. But that's what we were doing with these off-world brothers and sisters. We were like, well, what do they want? These aliens, and they're different races. Some of them have families. I mean, it's, you can't do it. You're categorizing. What do they want? Yeah, Who are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. You're talking about the Greys. You're talking about praying mantis people. You're talking about Nordics. And and in my book, I call it intergalactic racism. You can't bunch it. You can't hmm. bunch it in like that. It's labeling. And so yeah. that's what was happening. So I was more in John Mack's camp mm-hmm. that, yes, there's trauma. I mean, it, 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 it shattered reality. But there were a lot of people who said, this has changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I wrote an article in a 30-page chapter with another person in a book called Beyond UFOs, the Edgar Mitchell Foundation. It's on Amazon. It's probably about 40 bucks. Um, and they do a science, Rudy Childs, all the scientists data. You know, it's not just folks just talking. Um, I could go show it to you if you want, if I could bring it here. But, um, you know, so there's data that people, this is what I believe mm-hmm. before contact. And this is how I see the world after. Yeah. And there's this transformation. Let's get into that a bit, if if you're okay. Unless, John, Josh, you got anything else in in regards to – I'm kind of curious. No, this is fascinating. uh, uh, It's it's amazing, actually. So so you're an interfaith minister. Minister. Um, I serve a Unitarian church, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, But I'm an interfaith minister. Yeah, actually, I spoke. I did a sermon at a Unitarian Universalist church one time. Yeah. Um, You've already – always have been fascinated with religion. You mentioned that. You know, Always. your upbringing, and it doesn't matter what religion it, it goes by. When you, so you had those experiences. I imagine it took you a while to kind of wrap your brain around what that looked like. You move into the spiritual portion. I'm curious on that. I'm curious on okay. that interaction. Okay. I had guides who came before me, and I'm not trying to be metaphysical, esoteric. Oh, no, no. Uh, um, Dr. Barry Downing retired Presbyterian minister, wrote a book in 1968 called uh, The Bible and Flying Saucers. It's been re-released. So he, he didn't, he's not an experiencer, but he was talking about it. a guy named Morris K. Jessup, who died in, in the 50s under mysterious circumstances. He wrote a book called uh, uh, Something UFOs and the Bible. We have some female energy in the house with Virginia Brasington, right here in Asheville, North Carolina, before I even knew in Asheville, North Carolina existed. I have their books over there. So that gave me hope because there were other religious people talking about it. But see, what they did with it is they just incorporated it into their theology, which I did for a while. And by that, I meant like everything in the Jesus story was the same, except now that Jesus may be a hybrid, which I believe he probably was. But they still privilege Christianity. See, I don't. My path now is much more eclectic. I draw on the teachings of Jesus. How can I not? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm educated. I'm a man of the West. Mm-hmm. We all are. Now, if I live in yeah. you know, Tibet, I'd be reading something else. I'd be reading about Buddha or what have you. And, and my, my, uh, 
my emphasis, my area of interest was comparative religion. Mm-hmm. I like to look at this stuff and see how it, we know the differences because we kill each other over them. Yeah, but how do they? But end- I like to look at. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. to look at. Uh, yeah, well, I'll kill you if you don't. But I, I, if you don't believe what I believe, but I'm looking with the, you know, and all these cosmologies, all these, whether it's Native American, whether it's uh, Buddhism, they all have stories about people coming from the sky mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some causing mischief. But trying to show us a better way to live. So when I started drifting away from Orthodox Christianity, okay, mm-hmm. um, I, I like Jesus is my brother, but I don't believe he's God in the sense of this. If if Jesus is God, then God is in you, Shane, and you, Josh, and you, John, and I, I believe it like that. Because mm-hmm. we all come from the same source. Yeah. But that's not good enough for Orthodox Christianity. That is anathema. So I'm kind of too liberal for the liberals because I'm more <laughs> mystical, obviously. And I'm, I'm not conservative enough for religious conservatives. Yeah. Does it frustrate you um, when you deal with some – a lot of religious people, let's be honest, they're very stout in their belief. <laughs> yeah. And they can't you put know, the two together without having an, an, a problem on either side? Well, this is where acceptance comes in. Because I was there at one point. Mm-hmm. No, all this shit is... Oh, you're fine. You're stuff, fine. Say that. Yeah, fine all this stuff was new to me, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I grew up, you know, I got baptized on Easter Sunday, 1980 at Trinity Baptist Church, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up with all this. And so... I, I need to have a little grace, you know. I didn't. I wasn't always woke, okay. Right. I don't yeah. mean that in the political sense, but I woke yeah. up from them. Like the Buddha was woke, mm-hmm. you know, the story of the Buddha. They asked, yep. he said, Nirvana. Oh, you know, are you a god? No. Are you a prophet? No. Or what are you a teacher? No. What are you? He says, I'm awake. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, uh, I, I, it, it bothers me because I see all through history what bad religion can do, and that is judgmental. But to me, it's bad religion if it teaches us and them. Yeah. yeah. Because you're, love you're, unites. Yeah. Jesus was a Jew, right? Mm-hmm. But he was a different kind of Jew. And when he started to say, you got to love your enemies, you got to love the Romans, you got to love, and people were like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, that's we can't do that. These people are uncircumcised, they're dirty, they're unclean. Right, right. And he's saying, No, you gotta bring your A game. So he was catching hell mm-hmm. because he was trying to open up people's minds as well. Wrong time though. You know? Little little too early, you, maybe. Well, you know, it's the it's the politics that will get you, but it's all politics. I mean, Absolutely. you cannot you know, listen, if love wasn't a powerful tool, Dr. King would still be here. Jesus would still be here. Buddha would still be here. That's it. People are afraid of that because it starts bringing people together. And people who are invested in keeping us apart, you can't have that. You yeah. just can't have that. Greece so if I argue with people. you, yeah. That are together. If I argue with you because, yeah. you know, my hair is a different texture. Or maybe my lips are, but you're, mm-hmm. you're white. I'm, you know, they love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand why. And I always, you know, we say this all the time uh, that, you know, in a weird way, I, I, I wish aliens would land on the White House and we'd see them because 
no matter how you take it, it would unify us a little bit because there's something bigger now. You know, we're not squabbling amongst our own. Well, and that's what's sad. Look, you know, but look at but look at what fear does. I mean, the government didn't come out as transparent as they did. But remember the talk, and it's going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. They're a threat. They're flying over yeah, our airspace. Sad. They, yeah, you hear they're, that. They're a lot. hovering over our nuclear silos. Right. They turn off our nuclear weapons. Well. You know, Ray Charles can see that what they're saying is <laughs> you don't have the maturity to work with nuclear energy. You make bombs out of it. Yeah, you can't yeah. handle it yet. And you, yeah. yeah, and so yeah. it's like having a noisy, a, a dangerous neighbor down the street. Mm-hmm. I need to go check this out. These people are crazy. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's what they would spin on it. If, if a UFO did land on the White House lawn and we had all that, they would spin it no matter how is dangerous to keep us in line and to keep us fearful because fear, it's easy to control fear. That's right. It's easy fear to control. Fear thy neighbor, awful. fear this, yeah. fear yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you yeah. can control everybody. Yeah. Like, all right, you it's can awful. Control it's everybody. You're in this little pigeonhole. It mm. works. And, and, and it's been it, working it, for thousands of years. These years I can control you by fear. And you know, if you know, we spend more money on defense than any nation on the planet. Okay. Yeah. Asinine. So you got to have an enemy. Yeah. You can't be asking for the Congress is not going to sign off on these checks. Who are we fighting? Well, we don't know yet. It's just a case. We're going to fight somebody. (laughs) We'll find find somebody out there. There's got to be somebody out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, so, you know, this is, this is where we are. But I also think that, you know, you can't hide truth forever. I think the government is coming out on this because they want to be out from, because, you know, we got cell phone. One day we're going to see something that you can't explain away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wow. one day you're going to see somebody get out of one of these craft. Mm-hmm. And so then the gig is up. And so religion, I think, needs to come on board because they're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be embarrassed. You know, I mean, I think Catholicism will do well because they have different saints and deities. I think yeah. Buddha, the Buddhists will because they have different saints and deities. But if you don't, if you just have one person, mm-hmm. this monotheistic thing, you got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard for probably 80% of Christian based religions to deal with because yeah. they have egg on their face at that point. You know, yeah. then, then, what, then what do you do? Well, well yeah. because see what it what it comes to is that Christianity and 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 Judaism and mm-hmm, you know the mm-hmm. the people of the book and Islam see like I I say I can learn from all these traditions mm-hmm. that's not good enough when you're Orthodox we and we're the only ones right mm-hmm. right okay and so what what happens is then I'm saying that Christianity is not unique. You know, uh, you know, Judaism. We're, we're not one not of a kind, and, and it shakes yeah. their blood because if yeah. your foundations and are shaked, that's the end of the story. That, yeah, but yeah. but they're going to have to come to grips with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, good on you for forwarding that and trying to promote that. And I, you know, always been a proponent. You know, it's not as much religion as it is spirituality for a lot of people. Yes, I, I yes. think. Uh, you know, I know personally. You know, I, I I was in the military. I had nothing better to do but read scriptures and 
religious texts. And uh, it, it really is it's, – it's a different world and it really kind of puts you off if you read it – if you go down that. Because people just – they're so staunch in what they believe in. They're so staunch. They can't see that other side. They can't open those doors. They can't – it's really frustrating. And then, of course, you add this topic into it. And and it absolutely you know breaks the stick. It really does. Nobody really knows. Well, the thing that keeps me in the game is that, like I said, I look. If you read the life of Buddha or even Muhammad or what Mm -hmm. have you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus had to go through the same thing, man. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be frustrating, you know. The same people who say Hosanna on Friday are saying, you know, I mean, on 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 Sunday they're saying give us Barabbas on Friday, and so you know it's the same thing. And so I, I just say I'm not the only one who's gone through this. And I'm not trying to equate me with that, but I'm saying if you have this ministry, you know, it, you people have always been like this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? And when there's new information, first it's blaspheme, and then it's ridiculed, and then finally it's accepted. It's accepted. It, it just takes a while to get to that. And, and, and so if you're yeah. going to be a pioneer, or you're going to be, you're going to have a rough road to hoe mm-hmm. but now the you know the lid is off yeah yeah the lid is off man so michael what what holds your future what are you looking into here you know from your uh your your continuing studies your help with others understanding their experiences yeah well i think that is what it is i am um, i i i would like to to do more of my healing work my hands on healing work and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a parent, I'm a co-parent, so oh, that's always cool. in the mix, which I enjoy. <laughs> I became a parent late. I mean, I'll be 64 next month. I have a 15 year old daughter. Oh, good for you. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, but, but that, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'd like to get, uh, to get on. I mean, you just reach so many people like the, with ancient aliens, for instance, who, who, who to thunk it? That show has been on forever, <laughs> and you may not agree with everything, and who does agree with everything, but it's opened people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And wow. so what you couldn't even believe now is just very commonplace. Mm-hmm. These shows that I, I did something called UFOs, The Hidden Evidence. I flew out to Austin, Texas for that. It's on the Travel Channel. Um, you know, I mean – these shows are people watch them. I cannot tell you. Yeah. Uh, people you don't think would watch them watches them. That's oh, what's yeah. funny. That's what's funny. I bet you, if you wouldn't know half the the different that that people are just so involved in, and it, yes. it's when I start talking, not just UAPs or aliens or whatever have you, but just the weirdness in general. It blows my mind how many, you know, state patrollers and this and doctors and, but they don't, they're kind of, they still have that undercover thing. But one thing that we talked about before we actually started, you know, the interview when we were just going to know one another was, you know, never in a time would, you know, I would think there'd be a news report on the nightly news or 60 minutes or like, it's a thing. It is, it's coming. It's trying to open itself up. It's right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like it's John. It's right here. Yeah, right now. Yeah, John says is, all the man. time. You know, it's and, disclosure. And, and, Everybody's waiting for disclosure. It's already here. So and, yeah, it's been yeah. here for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're waiting for the government to tell you that what you believe is true, then you're always going to be disappointed because it's always political. We got to weigh this, and right, we right. got we got to lie about this, and what have you. But they are here. They've probably been here for thousands of years. And the thing is, is that 
It's the perfect storm now mm-hmm. because what was taboo is now you're seeing on the nightly news. Whether you believe it or not, you're not – no one's going to snicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me think that technology has finally gotten to a point to where we can't deny – the Pentagon can't deny – that these things exist. We have FLIR infrared and it's like our technology is finally caught up to this, you know, they used to call them crackpots back in the day, you know, experiences or something. And, and now you can't deny the evidence. Not anymore. Disclosure is here. It's right in front of your face. If you look for it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I find concerning is that our spirituality hasn't caught up with the technology. Thank you. And that's yeah. where the danger is. Yeah. Because that's how we can destroy ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, all this money we spend on defense and all that. Yes. You know, good fences make good neighbors. You know, you want to protect yourself. But, you know, look at the money that we spend oh, for war, man. It's and insane. you got people out here. You can't even get you can't even get a minimum wage, brother. Yeah, yeah. You can't I, even yeah. get health care. Yeah. And people say, well, where's that money going to come from? But when we have to fight somebody, nobody asks that. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> where's that money coming from? No, you better uh-huh. not ask that. Yeah. yeah. So so our priorities have to switch or at least at least kind of soften them. Ab- absolutely. And, and yeah. I think, I mean, it's been a, man, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough, what, two years almost. And a lot of things have happened and a lot of things with, with us as mankind and how we treat each other and what we're seeing and how we deal with things. And it's, you know, just, just kudos on you, Michael, for, for working towards that, man, we can all be different and walk and talk the same. It's not that tough. And yeah. a lot of that is, you know, realize you're part of the bigger spectrum here. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. Part yeah. Of and I, I agree, Shane. And, and, and I'm going to stay on the love train, brother. Like the OJ said, I'm going to stay on the love train, but you know, but also look at, Yes. It's like a new world being born. It's messy. All over the world, people are saying, I'm tired of being treated this way, man. Mm-hmm. Tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tired of it. Yeah. And so, you know, and so the old paradigm and, you know, whether it's Biden or whether, you know, there's an old paradigm that's that they're still thinking 1950s, 1940s, but the world has changed. We're moving from competition to cooperation. Why do you suppose that is? I was going to ask. So I got one more question on my side, and I, and I guess you led into it. Um, yeah. You look at time of humanity, I suppose, and yeah. everybody talks about the time that we're in. Yeah. Do you suppose that has anything to do with it? Do you think that's a correlation? I, I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And I'll tell you why. Like I was listening to Biden, and he wants to rattle with China. I think we should leave China alone. But the point is, is that he's talking about we need to compete. But compete doesn't have to mean that you have to fight. It's not in war. The language that way. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can cooperate. We can't tell people what not to do. We got our own. When you live in a glass house, you don't throw stones. Mm-hmm. In the book that's coming up, I mentioned it briefly, like in a paragraph or two. We just went from 2,000 years of the Piscean age. Now we're in the age of Aquarius. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't just stop like that. We're all going to sing Kumbaya, what have you. But <laughs> we just went from the time when there were teachers and prophets on earth, and they were teaching you that, you know, you're in sin, and, and you need to pray, and, and you need a Savior, okay? And that worked for about 2,000 years, the Piscean age. We had the Hebrew prophets and 
you know, we had Lao Tzu and all over the East and these brothers over there. Now we're in the Aquarian age. And the Aquarian age is about information for the next 2000 years. It's mm-hmm. about knowledge, but it's also about seeking the divinity that's in you. You don't have to, you don't need a savior now. Awesome. You don't awesome. need a savior. And I don't know, you may never have to have needed a savior because Jesus's teachings, I always say, if he came back now, he would say, this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. However, yeah. however, he did say, at least according to, to New Testament teachings, that greater works than I do, you will do. And this is the age of that. It's all set up. So now that's why people are going, the church's teachings aren't drawing people anymore because you're being told you're a sinner. You don't, you don't get it. You were born in sin. You don't, you're not worthy. Well, you can only beat people down with that so much. Yeah. So now archaic. Can, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now people are saying, I get, I go out in nature. Uh, I meditate. I do yoga. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm a liberal form of Christianity or, or Islam or whatever. But what they're saying is, I'm not looking out there for Santa Claus, God, if you're naughty, you know, or nice. It's within me. I have more agency in my life. As a matter of fact, if I use technology or spiritual technology, if I meditate, if I pray, if I take time to be quiet, I can connect with this energy. And I don't need a priest or a rabbi, mm-hmm. or a minister to tell me I have that direct connection. Now, churches don't want that because, again, well, of course. they lose. Yeah. But I think it's time. Because, you know, time is cyclical. Mm-hmm. It's not linear. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we have a time now. I don't know how long it's going to last, but we have a time that we can, the planet's heating up. We have a time to change some of this. Self-empowering. There's something to be said about it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and, well, and, and, and that's people get crucified for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, you know, when someone says, give to Caesar what Caesar's and render to God what's God. You, nobody wants to hear that because what are you saying, man? Mm-hmm. You're taking power away. I mean, these people who kill King, Jesus, whatever. They and uh, assassination attempts on the Buddha when he was alive. They were going against. The, the kingdoms of their time mm-hmm. because they were trying to unify. And yeah. and they were saying that, wow. yes, you can pay your taxes to Caesar, but Caesar can't take what's in here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can be poor Appalachian. You can be black. You can be gay. You can be white. You know what I mean? You're all children of the same source. When people start really believing that, you'll see a different world. Oh, man, right I now, wait. I can't wait. We use we use that against each other, but it's waking up. But it's messy. All over the world, people are protesting, and they're saying, "You know, that's a consciousness change." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it's, can, it it has yeah. to happen because it's not yeah. going to get yeah, the, it, the other way. Can't work anymore. No. Now, no. Old, old older generations, they're going to hold on to power. You can't blame them. Mm-hmm. But Gerda said this: "There's nothing as powerful as an idea." Whose time has come. Nice. Nice. I like that. And you yeah. can't stop an idea. You can kill someone, you can jail someone, mm-hmm. but you can't st- it's it's too late. The the, the, yeah. the bull's out of the barn. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Well said. I, I kinda had a question and Sure, John. Um 
So you said that you kind of went through a transformation with Christianity. Like oh, at, yeah, at some point, like you were a lot more, I don't know if this is the correct word, but like a more of a staunch Christian or like a, yeah, uh, I was more orthodox. A, a devout, in my orthodox. Yeah. yeah and Jesus so when was you, the only way. And yeah, yeah. When you made that transit. So did you have a congregation during that period of no. belief or well, did you start this? Con- well, and how did that congregation like, accept these kind of new ideas and teachings. Okay. Great question. I was, when I moved to New York, I tried to put old wine into new wineskins. I I, I went, I started attending a Baptist church down the street from me on West 81st street. It's closed now. Uh, Pastor Eatman. I don't know if he's still alive. He was there and he wanted me to work with the youth and I was getting kind of popular there and I could see he was getting a little nervous about that. And I was still holding back a bit. And I just said, I can't keep doing this because I'm not being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, then I found, I discovered Unitarian Universalism. Not a perfect denomination by any stretch of the imagination, but they were at least practicing being accepted. Not, not some tolerant and then moving to acceptance. And I could rethink Christianity. And I started looking at Jesus, not as someone I had to worship and fear and adore, but as my brother. They gave me the permission to do that. Not saying, Michael, you, of course you, but it was intellectual curiosity. It was okay. Yeah, you could, you sure. didn't have to leave your brain at the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you, you know, and so um, they gave me some, a little more freedom. I still wasn't talking about UFOs, um, but I had, they laid the groundwork for my intellectual and spiritual a metamorphosis. So when I started having these experiences, I was already, the pump was already primed. Mm-hmm. Now, like the Dalai Lama had said, and I had a lot of anger at Christianity because they give you the answers before you even ask the questions. But the Dalai Lama, I remember him saying, if you leave your religion of origin, do not make fun of it because it still works for other people, just because it doesn't work for you. Not that I was um, um, making fun of it, but I was pointing out the holes that were in it. Mm-hmm. That, that come on, what are you doing? You know, this is so judgmental. This is what have you. But then I got over that. And I said, you know, people have to be where they are. And yeah. so it was about learning to accept. Um, and then when, when the Space Friends came along, uh, you know, it just kind of o- opened that up. And, um, and and then, you know, little by little, you know, there were people who would say, I saw you on TV. And, you know, I had some people, they were in uh, Black Mountain. This was a couple of years ago. And they came to the church because they had seen on ancient aliens. They just had, And I had to explain, no, this is not a <laughs> UFO church. No, no, no. It's a Unitarian church. But you're always more than welcome here. So it, it became like a, it wasn't a secret because I was on television, but, you know, it was okay. I, one woman tried to get me fired. She wow. uh, she said that my pastor believes in little green men and I'm just embarrassed and he's on TV. Talk. And, and the board got together and they, 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 they came to my defense. They said, look, he doesn't preach it from the pulpit. Um, he may be correct. But, you know, this is, you know, we don't have to to go where you want to go. And I was very uh, grateful. Good. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah. I was yeah. very grateful. 
I was grateful in seminary. I mean, they let me write my thesis on this. And I know if I was in a more conservative or, you know, all they had to do was say, you're not going to graduate, young man, with this tripe. Yeah. Yeah. Find another topic. Right, right. But they didn't. Good for them. I feel like that's that's been my struggle through my 20s. I mean, I'm in my mid-30s now. And I think in my mid-20s, even late teens, you know, I was – a very judgmental towards any religion uh, atheist. And then, you know, as I've grown older, I've become agnostic and more accepting. And then I, you know, like, I feel like now I'm, you know, it goes from tolerant to acceptance. Like, okay. Like the the world is greater than just nothing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of been a struggle that I've personally gone through is just trying to, realize that yes we are all people and we are all on this rock together and mm-hmm. you know and we do all have our own different stories and our yes. different different well, uh, different lines and uh that's something that i've uh learned 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 through life or what you know i just used to be so i used to block that knowledge out for so long Well, you know, it sounds to me, John, like that's just evolution. And I'm not, I don't mean simply, please don't take it that way. It it is a struggle because you're turning yourself inside out. But there's no progress without struggle. It's just the evolution of your life, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but it's not for everybody because everybody's at a different, when I was a young man, I couldn't get it. Pardon me. That we couldn't have world peace. But as I got older, I realized that's a young man's idealistic dream. There are 9 billion people on the planet. You can't get three people to see a car accident and agree on what happened. Yeah, right. Everybody's uh-huh. at a different spiritual level. Doesn't make them bad. Doesn't make them good. It just is. So to say that we're going to get 9 billion people to sing Kumbaya and we're all going to save the planet, that, that's, that's not realistic. It's a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so... When I say that to people, they get a little uptight, and I get it, but you got to put your big boy pants on, Uh, uh, you know? And so as long as you're living your truth, because people say to me, can you be a Christian and still believe in UFOs? Of course you can, Mm -hmm. because it's not so much about what you believe in the sense of, I know what you believe by how you treat me. Mm -hmm. I know people who in Bible study tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and they're at the temple on Friday, they're at the mosque and whatever, and they're the most sickening people sometimes to be around, but they're doing all the right things. And of course, a wise rabbi said, right, by their fruits, you shall know them. So okay. I know you can tell me, you know, well, I'm, I'm Presbyterian, I'm, I, I get it, but I know what you believe by how you treat me. Yep. Yeah. That's ex- that's a bottom line. That, right that's, there. that's that's the barometer. That's, yeah. And you don't have to bring and how you treat the earth and, and, and yep. the animal kingdom. You appreciate me, I'll yeah. respect you. It's one of those things. Yeah, you know, yeah. and my and my dad was and real quick and then we you know, we can that um he didn't believe in aliens, he didn't believe in all this stuff. You know, we start talking before he actually passed and and uh he had an experience evidently and I, he never told me what it was before he actually passed, which is just it was unfortunate because I, I I just couldn't even imagine what it was. But, you know, we talk about aliens. And he'd go, you know, he says, who's to say that their Bible isn't our Bible? Who's to say that there isn't more towards that? Who's to say it's not just a human thing? It, it It's more on a, on, a, on a larger scale. 
and they're following the same God or doing the same thing. You know, I mean, the world's bigger, the world's bigger than what we are. And, um, you know, differences aside, that's what makes us, us. And that's what makes diversity happen. But, um, you know, just realizing what, you know, the epic proportions you come from, I, I think is, is, is important. You know, well, sure. I, I think that's what was a Plato or was a Socrates. Either one, I, I'm 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 wise because I know that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can and admit you that. don't have to know everything. Yeah. It's okay to say I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay to say that. God, Michael, it has been it's been fantastic. You know, I I do you have anything on your side we can help promote for you or anything that we can try to do for you? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Shane. What I'll do is when the book comes out, I will email you and maybe we can talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I'll let you know if, when I'm on Ancient Aliens again or mm-hmm. if I'm on again or if this happens, you know, um, and that would that would help me out a lot. If you I'd like to tell the audience if they haven't seen it. Um, uh, the last time I was on Ancient Aliens, it wasn't just me. It was Eric Van Donneken and uh, Nick Pope and the whole cat, Giorgio, the whole cast of characters, is that there's something on History Channel. We, we we shot it back in November, December. It's called Ancient Aliens. William Shatner meets Ancient Aliens. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, William Shatner was the host. That's neat. And cool. we were all talking and uh, it's it's worth it's worth it's worth the look. It's worth the look see. I think you just put Shane in his happy place. I, I did. I, I'm a Trekkie for through and through. I, I'm <laughs> like, how come the world can't be more like Star Trek? We all just want to get was, along, you know. And he was charming, and you know, That's he's neat. like in his 80s, and and yeah. he's and he was not a believer. He, yeah, he says he's not a believer now, but we've kind of opened his eyes a little bit. It was a good yeah. conversation. Yeah, I wound up not having a lot to say, but when they edited it, yeah. I mean, we were all talking over each other and everything during the shoot. And then they edited it. And so it's okay. That's amazing. But it was nice to be in LA for a few days. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I, I love, I love and, it. And let's promote that too. Um, it's actually on your website. Uh, for those of you who are looking for uh, Reverend Carter or Michael, you can find him at michaeljscarter.com. Yes. Um, very easy to find. Yep, have a blog. It's on here. I see William Shatner and Conversation yeah. Aliens and uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and you, of course, your books you can find on Amazon as well. On Amazon, yeah. yeah. And like I said, the next book is for experiencers. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it being yeah. finished oh. soon. Uh, just just absolutely amazing. Um, thank you so much. John, Josh, you have anything at all on your side to follow up with? Um, I mean, we could turn this into a four-hour conversation, but no, I appreciate <laughs> I, I, no, but I, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, definitely look forward to talking to you again. Um, yeah. You know, Amazing. maybe when that book comes out, and yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I got your email, Shane. I'll oh. just let you guys know. Yep. There's a few people I want to, you know, want to be out on front of on the book, and so I'll let you know, and let's have another chat. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's been yeah. a pleasure. This has made my day. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for your time so much. Yeah. Oh, listen, gang. Shane, will you send me a link? Oh, absolutely. Show? Absolutely. So, um, actually, I like to send it out to other people so they can hear it. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we usually drop these on Sunday, so I'll okay. do editing. Once that's done, I'll, I'll give it to you. And then, um, if you don't mind, just stay online for a little bit. We want to thank you off offline after the interview, but you know, okay. again, that everybody that was, uh, Michael J.S. Carter, Reverend Carter, if you may. And, uh, yeah, fantastic life you've lived, and and thank you so much for letting us be a little bit part of it. My pleasure, my pleasure. Stay healthy, gentlemen. All right, you Will as do. well, sir. You as well. 
Thank you. Still blown away. Still blown away by a lot of, you know, and again, you know, I, I told, hopefully I didn't wear my heart on my sleeve on this one. I, I really, the, the religious aspect to it uh, and how he's, how he's evolved that into what he wants to, what he wants to share, how he sees the world, the oneness that, you know, we're bigger than the universe. I, I, I that I think was the coolest part of walking away from this interview, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, aliens aside, but that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I think we kind of went down a road that didn't really focus on aliens and just kind of focused on like I don't know, a one was a oneness with people and like just trying to more understand your neighbor, you know, whatever, which I guess I felt like I wore my heart on my sleeve a little bit being like <laughs> you did which is when cool, I was though. like it was cool. Yeah, you know, this is something I struggled with kind of when I was saying that. I was like, what that why why are you talking about this? Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like halfway through it, you're like, uh, your sleeve is not the worst place to wear your heart, you know? Yeah, true. Um, Very true. Could be on your fly. But it is, you know, I, the more people I talk to like this, it gives me more hope. And because, you know, I have been a, a, you know, you have your staunch Christian and then you have your staunch atheist. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I was that and very closed minded and just like, oh, you're, christian fucking idiot you know like that's just a thought that <sighs> yeah I yeah you know? and and uh and there definitely still are those people like i mean even you know the the orthodox or whoever you want to say but um well, it's good to talk to people like that it, it, it you see a different perspective and i i think it's healthy to see these different perspectives and um take people for who they are and their actions and not really like what they say they do. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, what was he? He said, um, I know what you believe by how you treat me and how you treat the world and exactly. how you treat, you know, like other people and animals and all that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, like, and I, and I think that is a very true thing because you can say whatever the fuck you want, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it is kind of, more what you do that means more than what yeah. you say. It, it, you, yeah, you, can Bible, you can go to Bible study in church every, every week and yeah. Yeah. still be a big giant piece of shit. Well, yeah. Well, it's, there's, it's a, there's a, there's a super cynical yeah. saying from that we use in business a lot that I can't remember where it came from. I think it was actually not meant to be this cynical, but it, to me, it's always been cynical and it's like, uh, people don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Um, and, I think it's very true. I, when I say it's a cynical saying, I think some people uh, take advantage of the people don't remember what you say part of it, you know, and just say whatever, hoping to make people feel good about who they are. So that's what they remember. But uh, at the end of the day, if you look at what people actually do, I think that makes yeah, a yeah. bigger difference, you know? Yeah. I think I kinda, right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that this conversation did kind of, it, it did kind of, derail into just like you know we, we didn't really talk about the supernatural or you know we we kind of like and and that's what i like you know we let our conversations go where they lead and this just happened to kind of lead just into a very just inspirational 
human uh, connection conversation. Thank you. Yeah. you know, it, I, I it felt really the had same nothing way. to do with aliens or yeah. you know, UFOs or anything. I mean, I know we definitely touched on a lot of his experiences, but Yeah. No, I, yeah. I felt the same way. I thought that was amazing. And and I you know, and I'll be the first one to say, and we've said it before, you know, religion, we've all, all three of us, we've had experiences with religion in one shape, form or another. You know, there's a lot of religion, you know, you take it as poison because, because of how a person takes that, you know, mm. but that's why I mentioned the spirituality aspect because, you know, there, there's, I think religion has a stigma, you know, it's really within you and, and your empowerment and what, and there's a lot of that was Michael was talking about, Hey, you know, this is, I'm going to own this. I'm going to own this. I'm going to make this what I, what I can make it and then bring it out to, you know, aside from aliens, aside from his experiences, but the, the experiences is, was the catalyst for where he's at as a person now. And mm-hmm. and I find that amazing. I find that that's just a, there it's a, it's a, I, I want to say coincidence, but it's a very, it's a dichotomy in a way, you know, that that's where he's, that's where he's landed, you know, and he continues to kind of grow with that. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I find it fantastic personally, Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I also, uh, something that he mentioned um, when he was first getting into his experiences and uh, how he started getting uh, visited by different uh, types of entities, different species, mm-hmm. different races, all that kind of stuff. And he kind of brought up um, intergalactic racism <laughs> and I've never heard of that term, but it's something evidently. But dude, if you think about it, yeah, almost every aspect of sci-fi and every aspect of like looking into the phenomenon, if mm-hmm. you're taking it seriously, does that like they reduce everything to well the grays are from alpha centauri and uh rigel seven and they're the dominant species and the only society on that planet they have their own like they're the only ones that come from there like Mm. wookies on kashik if you're into star wars or (laughs) vulcans on vulcan you know what i mean like yeah or like the lizard people are all bad all yeah right yeah and all nordic tall beautiful blonde haired white skinned nordics are all good mm-hmm. right and it, it just kind of like removes the possibility of individuals acting on their own for good or ill and i think if you look at if you use granted this is mostly about like fiction and and the way we portray the phenomenon in like popular culture and entertainment but but even when you think about it just like talking to people like michael who are experiencers like yeah there's a very good chance that um not every Nordic is a fucking sweet soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how can you know, if you look at well, you look at us for, uh, it can't be too far off the spectrum of what exactly. it is. And, and that, yeah. And that, that's a, <laughs> it's funny yeah, thinking like that because a lot of people, Oh, that's sci-fi bullshit. No, not, no, it doesn't have to be. That's just, yeah. that's how the universe works. You know, there's labeling everywhere, I guess. Yeah. And this is where we're at, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, and it like, I don't know. It's nice to to think about it in that way too, where like individual members of any given society can act individually, but also like not all reptilians, like maybe there are like uh maybe there's a capitalist imperialist United States of reptilia, and maybe there's also <laughs> like a communist socialist fucking uh reptilian socialist republic. There's got to be a Scandinavian reptilian out there. So I know. Yeah, there's exactly. got to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. if, <laughs> if sci-fi has taught me everything, it's that yeah. uh, people, and I use that term very usely, be fucking. Um, <laughs> but 
like I, I don't know i just think it's it's really interesting and it's a it was a thing that just dawned on me when he was talking about that and that's I, it, I, it was a good allegory uh, it was a good allegory it's kind of like you know there's a hippy dippy gray out there just hanging out on the sidewalk you know panhandling for no apparent reason you know it, yeah it, it could be it could be anything it's like paul you know yeah yeah just exactly oh he's my favorite. smoking dope yeah. wanting to get home you know <laughs> yeah yep the priorities there's only two of them but no yeah. it was um i don't know guys you know i i immensely enjoyed it i i i would love to have him back i look forward to his new book um and everything he's done and uh you know i don't know yeah you know, like i said i i kind of uh, there's some nice perspectives that he threw out there to really think about i think yeah yeah, I yeah. this is an insightful thoughtful episode yeah yeah absolutely so anyway well everybody so hopefully you like that uh for sure you know we'll have him back you'll let us know give us some comments uh and go from there if you have comments or you have recommendations you have anything on your side you can write us at strangejungles at gmail.com. If you have a story, whether it be experience or, or something happened with your family or anything you want to share on your side, you can actually call us on our hotline, 801-252-6945. Let us know, and uh, we'll definitely play that. We'll listen to that. We'll keep you anonymous if that's what you want to do. You know, No worries there. Um, and then on socials, where are we looking at? Uh, you can find us at strange – or sorry. You can – jeez. I'm a little rusty, guys. You can <laughs> find us are. at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facegram and Instabook. You can find us at Strange Uncles on Twitter. Uh, we have a uh, YouTube channel that may or may not be updated with uh, some of uh, what happens at this UFO festival, or sorry, Bigfoot festival Shane's about to attend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Take your, take your, uh, your video camera, Shane. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think feel like I might it. be missing one, but you know, that's Probably generally are. where we are sometimes. <laughs> generally. Yeah. And uh I think we really would like to have kind of a fan episode one of these days, like um, mm-hmm. you know, different people's experiences about different things. So please, you know, like you know, hit us yeah, up. Reach out. If you got something, yeah. if you got if you got a, a cool story or even if you think it's a mundane story, like just hit us up because uh yeah, I think we would like to do some type of listener experience episode. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I think no matter what that experience may be, uh, you know, anything that falls in the high strangeness category, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, we all yeah. have our own. Uh, yeah. So you know. it's a very broad spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I got, something weird happened. We want to hear about it. Yep, yep, yeah. for sure. Um, one last thing, and this is just a quick little review uh, for patrons. We're trying to set up a strangers around the table again, so stand by for that. And then for regular listeners, uh, if you have not had the chance, I think you guys have. I think I texted you. I can't remember. Uh, if you haven't had the chance on, I think it's HBO Max to check out Conjuring 3. Is that right? Is it on HBO Max or is it on? It's on HBO Max. HBO yeah. Max. I already watched it. The devil made me do it. One, one of the best ones out of the series, I think. It, very, very well done, in my opinion. But you it was, guys it was entertaining. Yeah, it was. You know, didn't stick the storyline originally, but- you know, most movies don't. So, um, and if you're not into the scaries, uh, eat some weeds and watch Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix or uh, Undone on Prime. Oh, there you go. Oh, Undone's on my list. Yeah, yeah, gotta check that. It's out. It's really good. Check yeah. it out. Once I get to Ted Lasso, that's on my 
my next team. Well, everyone so. should watch Ted Lasso. I no, mean, come it's on. Fantastic. Nothing weird about that other than him in England. It, but nothing weird about it other than it's just <laughs> fucking awesome. It's a great anyway. Show. Anyway, with that being said, we're gonna let everybody go. Uh, do you guys have anything on your side? I'm good. Nope. All right, Let's, everybody. Uh, awesome. Gates. Stands <laughs> stands by for Cl- more stuff. Cl- Bye. Close them. <laughs>